Thank you. In your Bibles tonight, Hebrews chapter number 11, Hebrews chapter number 11, we'll begin reading in verse number 24. There's a lot said about the faith of Moses, and the Bible says that by faith Moses, verse 24, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith... They passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. And we come to this passage of Scripture and we see the faith of Moses. By faith, Moses. And the life of Moses was a life characterized by faith. Not one that was perfect. There were times in Moses' life where he got ahead of God and jumped ahead of God. There were times in Moses' life where he doubted God even when God had called him to a specific task. But the life of Moses was characterized by faith. And we come to this passage of Scripture and there are some words here and some emphasis on the things that Moses trusted God with. And there are uh, seven or eight things here that uh, are evidences of faith and parts of faith and some things we can look to and get some encouragement and some challenge about our own faith in regard to the life of Moses. If you remember... In the life of Moses, the nation of Israel becomes a captive in the land of Egypt. How in the world did Israel end up in Egypt? If you remember, Joseph was uh, sold into slavery. Joseph goes to Egypt. He, he ends up through a long process becoming uh, second only to Pharaoh in the land of Egypt. And the nation of, e of Israel in a famine comes and lives in a little place called Goshen outside of uh, the nation of Egypt. Uh, as Joseph fades off the scene. The nation of Israel uh, becomes big and powerful. And in fear, the, uh, the uh, politics of Egypt makes the nation of Israel slaves. And for a number of years, Israel becomes slaves to the nation of Israel. I'm sorry, Israel becomes slaves to the nation of Egypt. Uh, God promised that he would raise up a redeemer, and he does. He chooses a man named Moses. Moses' story is quite interesting. Moses is born uh, to a, an Israelite family. Because of the prophecy of God and the promise that God would raise up a redeemer out of the nation of Israel, uh, the Egyptians got scared. And about the time that the redeemer should be born, the nation of Egypt, led by Pharaoh, decides the best thing they could do to save themselves and to prepare themselves or prevent the overthrow of the nation of Israel is to kill all the boys that are born to the Israelis in a certain period of time. Oh, what a devastating, tragic moment in the history of the nation of Israel. Something I love about the story of Moses, that the best plans that man can raise against God will always fail. Don't forget it. 
Uh, the best that man can do to try to stop God will end in utter and absolute failure. You be reminded of that too. When you decide that somehow you think that your plan is better than God's plan for your life and you rebel against him and his will, you be reminded of something. Any move outside of the will of God against the will of God is a move in the wrong direction and a move that's going to end in failure. And so Pharaoh, the best he knew how, in the most brutal way he could come up with, kills all the boy babies in the nation of Israel. But God spares one little boy named Moses. His parents, the Bible gives credit to his parents in verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw that he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. God raised up a boy out of Israel just like he said he would in spite of Pharaoh's greatest efforts. Not only did God raise up a boy out of Israel, God used Pharaoh and Pharaoh's house and Pharaoh's daughter to raise him up. If you remember the story of Moses, God blessed and God gave great faith to his mother, Jochebed. And Jochebed, the Bible says, made an ark and daubed it with slime and prepared a basket that the baby would go in and put him in the river's brink. And that basket uh, was led by the hand of God into the presence of Pharaoh's daughter. When Pharaoh's daughter looked in that basket and saw that baby, it's almost like God pinched Moses because at that perfect moment the baby cried. And God moved in the heart of Pharaoh's daughter. And the Redeemer of Israel would be brought up by Pharaoh's daughter in Pharaoh's house. And God would bless and use Moses in a mighty way. What a great story. Uh, the sweet thing about it is it's not just some story or some myth. It's a real live account that we have from God's word. And God is moving among his people. Moses is raised up in Pharaoh's house. But there comes a time in Moses' life, the influence of his mother, the influence of his home, of his people, the, there's a time in Moses' life where Moses has to determine and has to, by faith, move away from the world, the things of the world, the pleasures, the, vic, the, pleasures, the prominence, the supply, the joys of the world, and say yes to God. And by faith, Moses moves toward the Lord. In Moses' life, he, by faith, has to make many strong decisions for the Lord. If we could talk to Moses today, and there'll come a time in heaven, I believe that we will be able to. We'll know that Moses would be praising God for every time he acted in faith. And in the book of Hebrews, a New Testament book, the Bible gives great credit to the faith of Moses, his trusting in the Lord. There's some things I want you to see that we need to emulate in our own lives from the life of Moses. The Bible says in verse 24, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. The first thing that faith does, number one, faith refuses. Uh, faith refuses. When he was come to years, there come a time when Moses decided, I'm old enough now that I'm going to have to make the right decision, do the right thing. Maturity and maturing is a really, really good thing. The sooner the better that you in your own life, in your own heart, decide to do what's right, the sooner the better. I'm so thankful that I was challenged as a teenager to choose and do the right thing, to live a faith life. Faith refuses the Bible says that faith refuses, by faith Moses, when he's come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. What did Moses refuse? Moses refused to identify with the heritage of Egypt. 
Moses had been raised by Pharaoh's daughter. No doubt Moses had been showed love and care by Pharaoh himself. But Moses knew and Moses had to come to the place where he refused to be associated with the wickedness of the world, the paganism of Egypt, and he had to stand up for what was right. I'll just tell you, there'll be coming, there'll come times in all of our lives, and it happens even often where we have to refuse to associate with the things of the world. We have to be separate from the world and be different. And Moses refused, in faith, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Moses refused to identify with godless pagan Egypt, and he refused to do that no matter how closely he was related. Now, folks, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be friends with the world. We can be. We should be. Jesus fellowshiped and ate with publicans and sinners. But I'm telling you that we should not act like the world. We shouldn't live like the world. We should say no to sin. And like Moses, we should refuse in faith to be counted with the world. If there's no difference in the way you act and the wicked wicked folks that you find in your life, then you have not by faith refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. When I think about this, I think about chameleon-type people. Have you ever been around a chameleon-type person? You know what a chameleon is? A chameleon turns whatever color it's on. A chameleon-type person acts and becomes whoever they are around. Moses had to get to the place where he had to choose that he was going to be one of God's children. He had to choose he was going to be one of the followers of Jehovah God, and he wasn't going to be like the rest of the world. He refused by faith to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. If you are whoever you're around, let me tell you something. You are not living a faith life. You are not pleasing the Lord. If the you cuss when the cussers are cussing. If you praise when the praisers are praising. If you say amen when the ameners are amening. And you do what the world does when the world's doing it. Let me tell you something. You have a, you're yellow-bellied. You have no spine. You have no courage. And ultimately, the most important thing is you have no faith that God can help you to stand for him and bless you. I don't live in fear. By faith, Moses refused. To be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Faith refuses. What is it that you need to stand up against? What is it that you need to move away from? What is it that you need to refuse? No matter how closely related he was, faith refuses. Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Look at the Bible says in verse 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Faith chooses. Faith chooses. The Bible says that he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. What did Moses know? He knew that if he chose to be uh, serve and chose to live and work and identify with the people of God, he knew that affliction would be part of the penalty. But he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He chose, he made a wise choice. Moses, by faith, chose what was right and not what was easy. Folks, I'll tell you, if you keep choosing what's easy, you'll end up with the byproduct of what choosing easy produces. We should choose by faith to do what is right. And when you choose by faith to do what is right, the end is sweet and right and often easy. May God help us. Faith chooses. Perhaps today 
You've been tempted already to choose the easy way instead of the right way. You choose what's right. By faith, choose what's right. Have courage to stand up for the glory of God. Moses chose faith. He chose God's people. Faith refuses. Faith chooses. Number three, faith esteems. Look what the Bible says in verse 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Look at the word esteeming. Faith esteems. Faith uh, esteems. The word esteems, the Bible gives us a warning that we shouldn't esteem one of our children over another. What's that mean? The Bible says that we shouldn't, we shouldn't exalt one child to, uh, over another child. And so we shouldn't esteem. And we're not to esteem people. We're not to be respecters of persons. But the Bible does say that we are to esteem God's way over the world's way. What's that mean? It just simply means that we're going to put one thing ahead of the other. You know, there are things in this world that uh, God has allowed us to enjoy. There's lots of things that I enjoy yesterday was youth deer hunting day. We didn't get to go. There was a lot going on. And, uh, but yesterday was youth deer hunting day. And I'll just tell you, I like deer hunting. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a great thing. And it's a, I enjoyed looking at pictures. I saw pictures of great bucks that were killed yesterday on youth hunting day. Uh, my cousin's little boy killed a monster. It was great. I'm so happy for him. And, and I saw a little girl that killed a buck that make every man here drool. Uh, and uh, I, I like that. Uh, and I think it's great. And uh, that's one of the many things that God's given us to enjoy. I'm excited about a trip that we're going on tomorrow. I'm excited about so many fun things that God has allowed us to enjoy. It's amazing that this is a sin-cursed world and God's given us so many things to enjoy. It's great. God is sweet. When I think about this is a sin-cursed world and I get the privilege of enjoying things anyway, I'm reminded of how beautiful heaven must be. Hallelujah. God has got something sweet planned for his people for all of eternity. And it's great. And God has given us things to enjoy. But I want you to know something. Faith esteems the will and purpose and plan of God above the pleasures of this world. But we're to put things in order and have priorities. And I'll just tell you, if you don't put things in the right perspective, if you don't prioritize God into your life, as a matter of fact, over and over in Scripture, God encourages and actually requires His people to put Him first, to put Him first, to put Him first. He talks about first fruits and giving Him of the first fruits. The Bible wants us and asks us to give Him the first day of the week. The Bible asks us and requires of us to give first to Him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Faith esteems, it prioritizes, it puts God first and things, other things second. And in Moses' life, the Bible says in verse 26 that Moses esteemed the reproach of Christ. He said, look, I'm going to have to deal with some reproach for choosing God and choosing the Jehovah God and the Bible and choosing God's word and God's way. He says, I'm going to have to suffer some reproach for that. But he said, I'm going to put and understand that the reproach of Christ is greater riches than all the treasures in Egypt. I'll just tell you right now, Moses has been in glory for many, 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 many years. The treasures of Egypt for old Moses lost their luster and 
Savior thousands and thousands of years ago. But because he chose by faith to esteem Christ above the riches of Egypt, he is still reaping the benefit of making an eternal decision while he lived on earth. Now, I'll just tell you, what's true for Moses thousands of years ago is true for Cody Sturgill today. I can choose and esteem the things of the world, the pleasures of the world, the joys of the world, or I can esteem Christ and the eternality of God and the promise of God and heaven and glory. And I might enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, but it doesn't take long for the season to come to an end. You see, when we put Christ first, it's a sweet thing, We put Christ first. Even the burdens that have to often be borne as a follower of Christ, the burdens are sweet and the grace is rich. And the reward is eternal. Happiest people I know are the folks who've esteemed Christ. Is it always easy? No. But is God's grace sufficient? Yes. Is God's joy real? Yes. Is God's peace perfect? Yes. And not only... When we esteem Christ, do we have the glory and the riches and the promise of eternity? We have the privilege of the power and blessing of God as we live the life that esteems Christ first. Faith esteems. The devil sells you a lie that says if you choose God, if you stand up for Christ, if you choose the faith life, if you put Jesus first and esteem Christ first, the devil tells you a lie that you're going to miss out on life. Baloney. You are going to miss out on life. You're going to miss out on the glory of the faith life. You're going to miss out on the glory and the power of the life that's rich with the power and blessing of God. And not only are you going to miss out on life, but you're going to miss out on the glories that God has prepared for eternity. Moses, by faith, esteemed Christ. He said, I'm putting Jesus first. I can guarantee you this, he's never regretted that a moment. Faith esteems. Number four, faith forsakes. The Bible says in verse 27, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Faith forsakes. Now that word forsakes has a sense of finality about it. The word forsake just simply means to leave it behind. You know what we like to do? We like to say, yes, I want to serve Jesus, but I want to keep one foot in the world and I want to keep one foot in glory because I don't want to forsake the sin. I don't want to forsake the thing that feels so good in that moment. I don't want to forsake the thing that gives me that rush and pieces my sinful appetite. But the Bible says faith forsakes. And I'll just tell you, you can't live a victorious Christian life until you identify the thing that holds you back, that stops you from living for Jesus, young and old alike, until you identify it and forsake it and leave it behind and say, I don't need this anymore. I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I'm not going to have this anymore. Until you forsake it, you're not going to have the victory that God has planned for you. Faith forsakes. Faith says, mm-mm, not no more. Faith Crosses the bridge and burns it. I don't particularly love to burn bridges. I kind of like to keep my options open. But when it comes to sin and sinful behaviors and the world and wickedness, we should be pouring gasoline and diesel fuel and get a blowtorch and burn them to the ground and forsake our connections to the world. 
I'll just tell you, there are certain folks that you don't need to communicate with on Facebook. There are certain phone numbers and people that you have in your phone that need to be deleted and blocked and gotten rid of. Faith forsakes. Faith says, I'm leaving that mess behind. I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to live for him. And Moses had to get to the place where he just said, I'm not going back. I'm burning those bridges. Faith forsakes. Number five, faith endures. Here's what the Bible says. In verse number 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Now this is something that we can give credit to both God and Moses. We, we give credit to God and Moses in the whole thing. But we give credit to God and Moses because God enabled Moses to be able to endure. The Bible says he endured as seeing him who is invisible. How was he able to endure? He endured knowing that the invisible God was all-powerful and mighty and was going to bless and help him. And all along the way in Moses' life, God is proving himself. It's been a while since any of us have touched a river with a stick and turned all the water into blood. As a matter of fact, I've never done that. I know you find it hard to believe. I thought you were a man of faith. <laughs> and though God does not prove himself to us in the exact same way that he did to Moses with signs and wonders, I can guarantee you if you're living the faith life and you're praying and trusting the Lord, you're going to watch and see that God is moving and working on your behalf. He will prove himself to you. Faith endures. Faith endures how? Faith endures as we trust in the invisible God that's working visibly in our presence. Faith endures. We keep trusting. The word endure means steadfast. The word endurance means stand fast. Not terribly long ago I told the story, but I love it. i got to tell it again. There was a little boy. He had a horse. It was the old, most flea-bitten, ugly old mare you've ever seen. That thing looked awful. It was a bag of bones. But that little boy loved his horse. Somebody getting that horse. That little boy loved his horse. And he had, it, had, had the old girl brushed good and had a, a bridle on her. And he was proud as he could be of that horse. And he had his horse at the stable. And a rich man came by, not very nice guy, came by. And he started making fun of the little boy's horse. Jabbing at the boys like, wow, that's a good-looking horse. The little boy said, I'm proud of her. Thank you. Wow, that's a good-looking horse. He said, is that horse fast? The, Lord, the boy thought for a minute and said, well, sir, she can't run fast, but she can stand fast. <laughs> and the truth is, when we have the spirit that says we'll stand fast, we'll be endure, and we will be patient and wait on the Lord, the invisible God. When we are willing to stand fast and be steadfast in our life, and we have a faith that is, has a sense of endurance, we're going to find out that God blesses in those moments. But I really think that God wants us to patiently wait on him. If you have no endurance in your faith, let me tell you something, you have no faith. The Bible says that 
Moses endured. Boy, as you study through the life of Moses, there's a lot of waiting went on. There's a lot of times that Moses went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. And Moses had to leave with no solid, secure, certain answer that any time in the near future, Pharaoh is going to let his people go. As a matter of fact, Moses left the presence of Pharaoh on many occasions knowing that the burden that the Israelites were going to bear the next day because of what he'd said to Pharaoh would be worse. And he knew that the Israelites would be breathing down his neck and things weren't going to get easier, but he had to keep enduring in faith. And let me tell you something. As you wait on the Lord and trust the Lord and endure in faith and patiently wait on God to prove himself able, you're going to find out he does. The Bible says that Moses endured. Faith endures. Number six, faith keeps. The Bible says in verse 28, through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, he kept. Faith keeps. What's that mean? By faith, through faith, he kept the Passover. What happened? If you remember, God gave word to Moses, the last of the plagues, that the death angel would pass over. And any home where the blood of a lamb was not posted on the doors. Any home that there was no blood covering that home when the death angel passed over, when the Passover happened, the firstborn in every family, all the firstborns would die. How many firstborns do we have? I'm a firstborn. How many firstborns do we have? Yeah, there we go. On the night of the Passover, any home without the blood The firstborn would die. God had spoken to Moses. Moses had spoken to the people. The commandment to slay the innocent lamb and paste the blood on the doors, the doorpost and the frame was given. And the Bible says that Moses kept the Passover. I don't know that Moses completely, perfectly understood all the... Actually, I know he didn't completely, perfectly understand all the significance of slaying an innocent animal and pasting its blood. But God commanded what should be done and how it should be done. And the Bible says that by faith, Moses kept the Passover. I want to remind you of something. You may not completely understand why God and God's word requires of you certain things at certain times. You may not understand why you're having to muddle through the difficulty of the moment. But faith in God obeys God's word, keeps God's word, keeps God's way, does things the way God requires. And when we keep the word of God and keep the commandment of God, God keeps his promises. You see, the redemption had to be done God's way. We look back on it now and we understand that the shedding of blood was a great picture of the coming of our Savior. The ultimate, the final, the actual sacrifice for the sins of all men. Christ. And Moses kept the Passover. Look, would you obey the Lord?
Would you trust the Lord? Faith keeps. Faith keeps. Finally, number seven, faith passes. Oh, this is so sweet. Faith passes. The Bible says in verse 29, By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, saying to do, were drowned. What happened? Ultimately, Moses' faith became sight. Ultimately, Moses' faith became sight. Finally, Pharaoh agrees to let God's people go. Moses leads the nation of Israel out of the land of Egypt. One direction he goes leads to an open path, and one direction you go leads to the, a dead end at the Red Sea. God leads God's people toward the Red Sea. Moses leads his people toward the Red Sea. When Pharaoh and the armies of Egypt realize what the nation of Israel has done, and Pharaoh's heart is hardened again, Pharaoh and his armies take off after the nation of Israel who began their journey toward the Red Sea and toward the Promised Land. God moves and works in a mighty way. He provides a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire and separates the armies of Egypt and the nation of Israel. And when the nation of Israel comes up to the Red Sea, God parts the Red Sea. Let me read it to you. I want to remind you of something. Faith passes. Faith passes through the trials and the troubles. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Faith passes. Look with me in your Bibles. Won't you turn there? I think you should. Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. As I read this again, I was so encouraged. Exodus chapter 14 and verse number 19. The Bible says in the angel of God, Exodus 14, verse 19. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came to between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to these. So that the one came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. And made the sea dry land. And the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Can you imagine this moment in Moses' life? Moses now, for more than 40 years, has, having to, has been living the faith life. For more than 40 years now, Moses is having to trust the Lord. 40 plus years ago, it was when Moses left Egypt, chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. And now, through all the years of faith and believing, his faith, his sight. Moses stretches out his hand and the Red Sea parts, a wall of water on the right, a wall of water on the left, a pillar of cloud separating Israel, separating Israel from Egypt. And the Israelites, they step out into the bottom of the Red Sea and it's as if it were dry ground. It is dry ground, dry, bone dry. 
Bible says in verse 23, And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass, verse 24, that in the morning, watch, the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians. I don't know exactly what that looked like, but it would be kind of exciting to see. The Egyptians have made their way into the Red Sea, the entire army. They're in the Red Sea, a wall of water on the left, a wall of water on the right. Can you imagine not being a believer in God and standing on dry ground in the bottom of the Red Sea and a great wall of water held up by nothing but God himself? Can you imagine that? The Bible says that God went among the nation of Egypt and troubled the host. I'll just tell you something. If I was in the host of Egypt, I'd have been troubled big time. They're upset, they're scared, they're nervous. And to make matters even worse or even better, however you look at it, the Bible says in verse 25, and God took off their chariot wheels. Can you imagine this? The guys that were in horse and chariot, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the wheels just fell off. (laughs) I love it. Took off their chariot wheels, that they drave them heavily. So that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. Verse 26, and the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thy hand over the sea that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength. When the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea. And the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. What happened in Moses' life? I'll just tell you this. Faith passes. Faith passes through the Red Sea. Faith overcomes the great burden. Faith is the victory. And folks, if you'll choose the Lord... Instead of the world. If you'll choose right instead of wrong. If you'll choose the path of faith rather than the easy path that leads to destruction. If by faith you'll choose Jesus. I can guarantee you this. Faith passes. Faith passes the life test. Because faith in Christ gives us victory and joy and peace in our life. Even in the deepest and darkest of struggles. And life snuffed out soon and too early. Seemingly to us. Faith passes the life test. And faith passes, most importantly, the eternity test. You see, when we put our trust in Christ, the glories that God has prepared for us, when we breathe our last breath here on this earth, have only just begun. And Moses saw God produce a victorious outcome that day on the Red Sea. And the nation of Israel saw the glory and power of God and the power and glory and blessing of God moved and blessed the nation of Israel. The judging hand of God fell on the wicked Egyptians. Can you imagine how many times the Egyptians were given an opportunity to turn to the Lord in faith? 
finally, their hardened hearts suffered the judgment and wrath of God. But faith was the victory. Oh, may you put your trust in Jesus. May you determine with God's help to be like Moses. You see, by faith Moses passed. He passed right through the Red Sea. And God gave him victory. What's amazing is we have the same opportunity to trust in the same all-powerful God. Possess Him, the Holy Spirit in our hearts, to be washed in the blood of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, and enjoy the promises that God has given. Faith passes. Hey, look, faith in Christ works. Don't forget it. When you're tempted... To choose the world over Jesus. You remember the faith of Moses. And put your trust in Christ. Oh, you'll be glad you did. By faith, Moses. Hallelujah. By faith, Cody. By faith, and put your name in there. Let's keep our eyes fixed on Christ. Let's pray.